From the brains behind Teal the Show, this is Teal the Podcast, your source for Jaguars news and analysis with NFL insider Mark Brunel and your host, Cole Pepper. We welcome you into Teal the Podcast. It is the So Long Jalen episode of the podcast. The trade has been made. Mark, what was your first reaction when you learned that Jalen Ramsey was being traded? I think we all expected it, but still you're surprised that it actually happened. Mm -hmm. I thought they would part ways at some point, but I didn't know when that would be. When I saw that he was going to the Rams, I thought, wow. And I immediately thought that what did it was the meeting with the owner, Shad Khan. Mm -hmm. Shad Khan coming out with a statement, Jalen's going to play. Jalen doesn't play. Shad Mm. probably had had enough, you know, because it was a bad look. It, yes. it, it looked really bad, and I thought that was probably the, the straw that broke the camel's back. You know, you and I talked about, on Monday night on the Mark Brunel Show, we talked about the fact that you can kind of do some CSI Jacksonville and and <laughs> right. look at look at the, at the, the clues and, and put the clues together um, that the owner who has who is going to be told everything, medical and otherwise, about Jalen, says he's going to play. Everybody knows that. And in addition to making Shad look bad, frankly, it, it sort I mean, you could put the pieces together and say, well, now everybody knows Jalen is faking it. Oh, and and again, I don't mean he didn't have some kind of back, but he's making more out of this. He's finding any opportunity to not play. And isn't that just an, just an absolute, and it's not an accusation because it's true, for a, for a player to be... Uh, embellishing on an injury is that is that? I think it's a, a fair to say phrase. I, I don't want to say fake it, but golly, I mean, this is a team game. You have teammates who are counting on you. You're the best player, and yet you know what? My back. I just oh, don't know, guys. I just it's. Uh, um, I'm trying to find the right right word. How would you respond if while you were playing, Tony Baselli? was unhappy with his contract and decided that his, uh, you know, he had, a, he had a bad back that wasn't going to allow him to play, even though you believed it was something he could, should, and would ordinarily play through. I'd have been pretty frustrated. See, there's a difference between faking an injury and holding out for a better deal. Yeah. If you're yeah. going to hold out, just flat out hold just out. Just say, oh, listen, I'm not going until I get compensated what I think I'm worth. Uh, you might Jail be wrong. the best people, of both sides. You're trying to get paid. Yeah. While he's... If a situation... If I'm in the locker room right now, I'm relieved that this guy is gone. Mm-hmm. I don't, it doesn't even re- matter how close I was to Jalen. It has nothing to do with, uh, you know, b- being a teammate. If you, You've crossed a line when you've done that. And, and it's pr- time to go. If Tony Baselli had done that, Tony, listen, I, I love you, but you, you've got to go. Mm-hmm. You can't be here anymore. You've lost the respect of your teammates. You've crossed a line that you just can't come back from. It's, it couldn't be more inappropriate. It's wrong. It goes against everything that you're trying to build. And everything about this game is about team. And it's clear that the team does not matter to Jalen Ramsey. Let's take a half a step back here. And I want to ask you to define the traits of a good teammate from an NFL locker room standpoint. It's actually, I could say it in one phrase. You do everything you can not to let the guy next to you down. That's it. Mm-hmm. And in the game of football, you happen to have 10 guys next to you. 
You do everything you can not to let them down. Doesn't mean you're gonna be perfect. Doesn't mean you're not gonna make mistakes. You're gonna make mistakes, you're not gonna be perfect. Your teammates won't be perfect. But you can have perfect preparation and work ethic and you can have a great attitude and you could be all about um, making the people around you look better and not be just consumed about uh, your own personal career, your stats, your Pro Bowls, anything. I know there's there's a part of that in professional football because you do have a brand and you are you are in business and you're trying to make money and more money. And the only way to do that is to perform at a higher level. But when it comes to the season and playing the game, it is really about the team and it's about the guys around you. And if you care about those guys um, enough to really give great effort, because again, you don't want to let them down. You want to be the best that you could be. Yes, for yourself, uh, there's a measure of that. But more importantly, you want to be the be the best for the guys around you. You want to be accountable to the other guys in that locker. Absolutely. Room. And you don't want to be in a situation where absolutely one, some, where listen, one guy may think, "Hey, he's not trying hard." But if you have a room full of guys saying you're not pulling your weight, that's that's a death knell in the NFL, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And the the problem is, is that there seem to be more and more guys that are really selfish and, and uh, really about themselves. And there's all, there will always be those guys on the team. But now we see guys that are taking this to the extreme. Antonio Brown, now Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be here. I'm going to do whatever I can <laughs> um, to get out of here. Regardless of my team or my commitment to my team, regardless of the contract that I signed, I'm gone. I don't like it here. I'm gone. It's, I mean, it's crazy. The NBA has famously for decades been driven by star players. Mm-hmm. You only have five players on the court at a time. Everybody sees their faces. The, you know, the Michael Jordans, the Larry Birds, the Magic Johnsons, the LeBron James, you know, name who you like. The star players have driven the league, sometimes on a league level, sometimes on a team level. The NFL has not generally been that way, where one guy can steer the ship of 53. Uh, are we seeing a change in that? And are we seeing a precedent set by Antonio Brown and by Jalen that you think is going to reverberate through the league? And if so, how do you think owners and GMs and team presidents are going to respond the next time? Because this doesn't work with Tyler Shatley. Right. <laughs> right. Tyler, sorry. Uh, it works. It only works with the elite player on a team. The next time this happens, what's going to happen in the NFL? I think it'll play out just... Um probably play out just like it has. I mean, that, that the player will demand a trade, and if he doesn't get what he wants, he'll be, he'll be such a handful that, you know what, we've got no choice. We just want him to go away. Mm-hmm. There's a sigh of relief right now in that locker room and in the organization. And in the press corps, by the way. Absolutely. I We're mean, sick we, of asking questions about it. We use it. <laughs> the term, you know, um, fatigue, Ramsey fa- yeah. fatigue, Jalen fatigue. I think we're all tired of it. After today, we, we kind of move on. Um, but if a guy wants his way out, we've been talking about it. If a guy wants his way out for whatever reason, he can find his way out. He mm-hmm. could become such a distraction and such a handful that you just can't help. You know what? Just go. I've got about four or five other topics on this I wanted to hit. But you bring up an interesting point. So before I jump to those, I do want to bring up this thought. The money 
in the NFL now is getting so large for star players that we have some players who are willing to just walk away, Telvin Smith, mm-hmm. for at least a year, who knows what's going to happen in the future, that he can still do that. Um, I'm not saying that in your era, guys who were making seven figures couldn't afford to do that, but now you've got more guys making seven figures and sometimes eight figures a year. Right. They can do that. As the, as the salaries rise in the NFL, I wonder how that's going to impact the mentality of the way players approach everything they do from a business standpoint and even from a prep, personal preparation standpoint. You know, if a guy's making uh, $650,000 or something, it, uh, it, you may think, you know, hey, this is nice money, but it's not going to set me up for the rest of my life. Right. But if a guy has, uh, you know, $22 million coming next year, uh, or just got a signing bonus of $22 million, or something like that, it, that changes things. Well, it changes things actually from a, from a uh, health perspective, too. Yes. The guy can go out, he, he can go out and get his first rookie contract, play for four years, and just be a really good player. And regardless of the position, he can get to that seven, that, those seven figures. He can make six, seven, eight million bucks a year in his next contract, play four years, and should be set for life, yeah. as opposed to what you're, to your point 20 years ago, you kind of had to keep playing if you wanted to be set for life. So I think because of the nature of the game, and we're seeing that to a degree, guys are retiring, you know, before, um, bef- you know, a little early because, you know what, I, I just hurt my knee. I just had my third concussion. Right. Do I, I really want to go this. to rehab again? I'm I, good. Yeah. Um, so maybe you see star players, um, you know, maybe you see, let's say Gardner Minshew becomes a franchise quarterback here. And typically, you're the franchise quarterback. You can stick around for 10 to 12 years. Maybe Gardner, you know, at some point, he's making 20, 25, 30 million dollars a year, and probably maybe could play for another six or seven years. But he just decides to retire because he's got 150 in the bank, or you know what right. I mean? Yeah. I, I don't know, but I think you'll see decisions like that made. On the other and hand, I think they're smart. Yes, and on the other hand, I think there's a chance you know, the NBA money. LeBron is making very criticized comments about the situation in Hong Kong and China because he's thinking about my brand in China and can I go from making $150 million this year to making half a billion if I can access the Chinese market. He's now a a brand and a business among them. So I'm not sure the NFL is getting to that point because of the number of players and so forth, but it is going to be interesting to follow. One of the other uh, points I wanted to bring up here is I've seen a lot of people online on social media and some in person who have stopped me to ask me about it around town since the, the, the trade was announced. Ask me, who won the trade? Hmm. My opinion on this is that asking that in a way is sort of like saying who won the divorce. Because the fans are the kids, in that analogy. Uh, one parent and another parent, and the kids are, are involved here. The fans, and to some extent, Jalen's teammates are the ones who are caught in the middle here. Yeah. And in that case, nobody really wins. Um, but if you talk about did the Jaguars, after Jalen Ramsey, if you start it from the point that Jalen Ramsey said, I want to be traded, it became known that it was traded. Jalen says it wasn't his people who leaked it. Hmm. Yeah. Just quoting. Mm-hmm. Um, he may have been delusional from back medication at that sure. point. I don't sure. know. I understand. Uh, but... The Jaguars get two first-round picks, they get a fourth-round pick, and all those picks are in the next two drafts. So it's not like they're stretched out over three or four or five years. Uh, 
I think they got about as much out of the deal as they could have reasonably expected in this day and age in the National Football League. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And, and you, you remember when uh, Rob Johnson was traded to Buffalo? Mm-hmm. Yep. And a first and a fourth. A first and a fourth. And at that time, we didn't know who won. You know the trade. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> after we got Fred Taylor, pretty much we know who won. Yeah. So, so Buffalo got their quarterback. We eventually got Fred Taylor. They won. We won. Um, so it worked out. So I, my point is. We really don't know how well this will go until we see how these first-rounders right. play out. Sure. I think, uh, listen, Jalen got what he want. Uh, we got compensated. Uh, I, I thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Could we have done better? I don't know, but we certainly probably could have done worse. We had two first-round picks and a fourth. I think that's pretty dang good. I know who lost, though. I know who lost. Jalen's teammates lost. Mm-hmm. Because you, those picks aren't going to help us in 2019. And... Whether they care at any point or not, they just lost their best defensive player, and they're trying to win games in 2019 and get to the playoffs. It just got a lot harder to, for that to happen. And by the way, I wonder how this impacts the expectation put on Doug Marone and Dave Caldwell and so forth right now. Because if I'm Shad Khan, and after what happened last season, you kind of put these guys on notice... That's not going, not, not kind of, he put, he said that kind of season is not acceptable going forward. Mm-hmm. So if they wind up going 5-11 and 11 without Jalen, does that exonerate anything from uh, the coaching staff? I don't know. Uh, if it doesn't, then you can add the coaching staff into that equation of, of who lost in this in this exchange. This is what I think. I think if they go 5-11 or 6-10, and 10, um, I, think, I think the owner starts over. I do. And I think, he's put, I think he'll put some of the blame, if not a lot of the blame, on this whole Jalen Ramsey thing on the gentleman you just mentioned, on Tom and Dave and Doug. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a really bad look for the NFL, and I think that's per, for the Jacksonville Jaguars to the NFL, to the whole country, and I don't think Shad Khan likes that. And I, I, you know, it's I think it's embarrassing. I think what else is is a bad look is the fact that the 2014, the 15, and the 16 first round picks are all with another team. Mm-hmm. It just happens to the be same one team, team right yeah. now, and. The other first-round picks, uh, Josh Allen's looking pretty good. Leonard Fournette's looking pretty good. Taven Bryan, uh, mm-hmm. kind of coming in, you know. So if you're looking at the body of work as far as just first-round picks, now there's some second, third, fourth, fifth, and a sixth-rounder that's pretty dang good. Mm-hmm. But if you're just looking at your first-rounder, you're just thinking, golly, 14, 15, 16, they're all gone right now. So, As is 13, by the way, with Luke Jokel. Good point. And so all the um, – there's just a lot of things that don't look good. And if I'm the owner, there's only you know one place that I'm going. It's look at the leadership that's that you've hired, and a lot can happen before then. But if it plays out at five, eleven, six, and ten, maybe seven and nine, might be it. Yeah, and if it is it, if there are massive changes to the leadership structure of the football side of this franchise, you have a lot to entice another coach, GM, what have yeah. you, in. Hey, look, guys, we've got four first-round picks in the next two years. We've got two starting-caliber quarterbacks. We've got a, uh, you know, a workhorse running back. Mm-hmm. We've got 
a young pass rushing stud. We've got a great locker room leader who's got at least another year or two left in Calais Campbell. DJ Chark. We've got a, a, a rising wide receiver. We've got uh, you know, and fill in the blank. You know, if they can get Ngakwe resigned, which could be a, an offshoot, could be a benefit of this. We've got that. We've got uh, you know a middle linebacker in place. We've whatever you you start to put a, 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 the package. If you're going to hire a young up and coming guy who will take a job in any NFL job he gets offered, that's one thing. If you're going to hire a established coach or Sean a coach, Payton. Sean Payton, like Mike that. Tomlin, whatever. Yep. Right? They're going to have some options. Is it bad after week six that we're talking this way? Well, I mean. <laughs> the answer is yes. It is. I don't think it's unrealistic. No. Um, that being said, I, uh, six and ten, I don't think five and 11 is in this team's future. No, I don't either. Uh, I, don't either. I think they're going to win eight games. I, Maybe that, nine. I said eight that's at the start of the season. I'm sticking with that. That's what I think. By the way. <laughs> I'm just going to point this out. Yeah. Self-congratulatory that may uh, not age well. When the when the schedule came out, you may recall this, Mark, because you never miss a show on Channel 4. Mm-hmm. I went on Channel 4 with our big board and went win-loss, win-loss all the way down the whole season. I had the Jaguars at 8-8. Eight and eight. The first six games of the season have gone exactly as I predicted them oh my. on that video. Nostradamus. Right. Now... It has not gone exactly as I've picked them in the heat of the week leading up to it. I've missed a couple, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if I look back on uh, what I was thinking when the, when, the, when the schedule came out, I had them at 8-8, eight and eight and I had them starting 2-4. and four. So, that being said, yeah. we'll see how, you know, what happens going forward. 8-8 eight eight is not out of the realm of possibility. Cincinnati and the Jets the next two weeks in uh, London where they usually play pretty well. Jets make me a little nervous. Because Sam Darnold's back. Yeah, and suddenly, there's something about that spark, yeah. you know? Something about that spark. And we'll see how it It'll plays change out. a team. But it's, you, a three-game three, three game winning streak is not an unthinkable thing for a team. Who's after the Jets? Uh, that's Houston in London. Yeah, that's right. That's so, right. Then the bye week. So you... Five and... All, all, of, a sudden now you're, all of a sudden now you're five and four. Five and four. And you're right in the thick of things. Uh, and, by the way... People will be saying at that point, here's some Nostradamus. If that right. happens, people will be saying, getting rid of Jalen Ramsey is the best thing that happened to this team in the short term. <laughs> uh, I think this team stopped caring about Jalen Ramsey two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I thought the first week could be very distracting. I really did. And I think this team has moved on. Mm-hmm. You kind of sense that with Miles on the show a little bit. Oh, uh, you know, that's just Jalen. You, know, uh, you know, he's got to do his thing. And, you know, and, and uh, it just... Feels like you know what? That's kind of his stuff. Not that they hate him or they're done with him. Yeah, hoping he comes they back. They compartmentalized but, it, but didn't expect him probably to come back. Nor did we. All right. So now the next big question: uh, We've seen Trey Herndon targeted by everybody who has played the Jaguars. Yes. It's going to continue. AJ Boya has been playing very well at yep. cornerback. Um, AJ, if he continues to follow the top receiver as he did against the Saints with Michael Thomas. You would expect that that's you know is that is gonna that's the way the Jaguars gonna approach it or are they gonna put AJ on the second best receiver and then double cover the best that's sort of been the Patriot approach mm-hmm. through the years we'll see what happens there now that we know Jalen Ramsey is not coming back how do you expect the defense to play here going forward Oh gosh I mean I think you already who knows do they go um, do they play more zone than they already do. Um, the good thing is, and, and, and maybe that's part of the 
part of the reason that Jalen is gone is because AJ has emerged the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. He's already been good. He hasn't been great since he's gotten here. Um, Statistically, in 17, he actually had a better season than Jalen did. Granted, he wasn't right. covering number one receivers as much as Jalen. Listen, it, it worked last week. He covered Michael Thomas. Yep. He did well. Um, then again, you don't want to be predictable. I, I don't. I, I really call it, I have no, no idea. I, I really have no yeah, idea it, what they want to do. It's going to be a major storyline going forward uh, as far as this is concerned. All right, last question here on Jalen because I've, I've seen some of this online. Um, from a player's perspective, if you see a teammate who has acted like Jalen, then he leaves, and you see fans burning his jersey, how would that, would that do anything? Would, would that elicit any kind of reaction in the some, locker room? Some guys wouldn't care. Uh, some guys would care very much. I don't think you should burn. I don't think you should burn anything. Flag, a jersey, under any circumstances. Um, I don't like that. It's a bad look. Um, you've got to remember that you could disagree with a teammate and how he goes about his business, but still uh, have an affection for that teammate. Still like the guy. I mean, you, you, you work together, you play together, you're part of each other's lives. You can still be friends and disagree. I got a bunch of friends with I disagree with all the time. All the time. I just disagree. I don't, you know, and, and, uh, I still love them. They're still friends. They may go in a different direction, but we're still cool. We may have a falling out, but you know, you fix it and 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 you kind of keep going. I think most guys would probably not like to see that because Jalen was very much a part of that locker room and he was liked. Mm-hmm. Um, but guys make business decisions that go against the team and and uh, that a lot of guys disagree with. And when um, in years past, we've had players holding out. I didn't like. I don't like holdouts. I get it, but I've never liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, get back in here. We've got to work. We've got stuff to do. Man, figure it out. But I understand it. So the burning of the stuff, it's unacceptable. I don't like I don't like anything about that. I'm going to stand up for the fans here on this one, Mark. What? You can't yeah. burn. I mean, you yeah. burning stuff. Yeah. Burning stuff. The only thing you should burn is firewood. <laughs> I'll get off your lawn and not touch a Gran Torino. <laughs> but I will, I will say this. <laughs> Throw it away. Put it on Craigslist. And, Don't burn it. I'm fine. And if you want to give it to the homeless shelter. Give it to like, the homeless that's, shelter. That's great. But I also understand this. As a fan, when you are invested in a player to the point where you're willing to put on a jersey of another grown man. Or I a get kid, the frustration. Right? And yes. you're frustra- and you're beyond frustrated. Yeah. You feel betrayed. I get it. I think fans... I think fans don't necessarily understand exactly how most players think of the city in which they're playing, which is, I'm going to embrace the city I'm playing in right now, and I'll embrace the next city I play in, mm-hmm. and I'll embrace the next city I play in. No question. And we'll find out where I want to live when it all comes down. <laughs> you, you nailed it. You embraced Green Bay. Yeah. You embraced Jacksonville. Yeah. You embraced D.C. You embraced New Orleans. You, you have embraced to. New York. You have to. Why would you not embrace the place you're living anyway? Yeah. Regardless of whether you're an NFL player or something else, not everybody comes back to Jacksonville to live. Right. I mean, your guy who grew up in California with a school in you know as far away in the continental United States as you can go. Uh, most to guys don't come back. Most guys don't. Yeah. Most guys either go back to where I had they, teammates that hated it. I hated it here. Yeah. They hated it here. Yeah. It's just man, it's too hot. I, you know, they're from. The Midwest or something, yeah. or the Northeast. Mm-hmm. It's too hot. I can't live down here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, forget this. I can't wait to leave. Right. And listen, and that's that's fine. Fine. The, if, 
But fans want, here's, I think, and please, for those of you listening to the podcast, tweet at me, weigh in on this topic, at Cole Pepper. I think fans want, if, like the perfect player for a fan would be a guy who plays at a high level, who makes big plays in important games at important times, who's a great spokesman for the team and a leader for the team, who embraces the community and gives back greatly to the community. Yep who is authentic and genuine about all these things, and who, after he's done playing, says, this is where I want to be. Right. Because wherever else I was in the, in, in the NFL, this is where my investment in the community paid me back the most. And right. I don't mean monetarily. I just mean, I mean emotionally and that sort of thing. Um, it happens a lot with soccer players who move around quite a bit. And, and, you know, and... But, but because of that, there haven't been as many players who at a young age were as big a performer as Jalen Ramsey has been for this team. Right. So you have a lot of people who thought, hey, he's going to play here for the next 10 years, and he's going to be our guy. He's from Florida State, right down the road. he got all this tie-in. Um, and yet, here he is wanting to get out. They feel like he's turned his back on the team. By the transitive property, they've tur- he's turned his back on them as fans and turned his back on the city and said, I want out of Jacksonville. I don't want any part- anything to do with this city. I'm out of here. That's why they're saying, well, you know what then? My only recourse is to put a video on social media of burning your jersey <laughs> that I spent not only put my money into, but as a result, I put a bit of my identity into as a fan. Because when fans choose jerseys, Mark, yeah. they're choosing, and we've got you know folks who come out to the TV show who are wearing Mark Brunel jerseys from back in the day, yep. and you recognize how how big a thing that is, that yep. they would continue to wear that, and they do that as a, because they feel like you continue to represent what they want uh, you know players and former players yep. to represent uh, in this city. I get it. I get I get. So burn them. Let them burn, baby. Terrible. Let them burn. Craigslist. <laughs> Let them burn. Swip swap. <laughs> Throw them in the trash. You should burn things. <laughs> you know, if you get enough uh, kerosene on there, it's a nice <laughs> kindling for a for a fire pit. Get that I, you know going. what? I, I am. Uh, you know what? I, listen, Does I, it I make get, you upset because it's a Jaguars jersey that's being burned rather than a Jalen Ramsey? No, I just jersey? don't like any jerseys being burned. I, I don't. I, don't know, I just don't like it. It's just thing i see it you know lebron jerseys were being burned mm-hmm. and all this guys going it's just it's some burn stuff I don't, I don't know anyway how about if it was cut up and made into a quilt no <laughs> there you go <laughs> uh you know what um jayla ramsey's gone you know what after today that's that's it you move forward i'm, yeah. I'm relieved actually yeah. uh, i don't hate jalen ramsey you know i'm just dis- i'm disappointed in jalen ramsey oh, i just you, don't you, like you with the disappointed it. parent line i just i'm disappointed i'm like who are you listening to? Where were you getting your advice? Because you did this didn't you didn't handle this well. You could have handled it differently. If you don't want to be here, I get it. Play this year, you know. Uh, anyway, we've talked all about that. Uh, I'm just disappointed. So on this very special edition of the Mark of the yeah. Jalen podcast, uh, Jalen Ramsey edition, we'll wrap it up there. Uh, please join us for the Mark Brunell show on Monday at Sneakers Jacksonville Beach, seven o'clock. Get out there early, get a table, get ready to go. It's gonna be a uh, big show. And as always, you can find Teal the Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Share it with other Jaguars fan friends of yours. Let them know we're out there. 
And as always, you can find Teal the Podcast under the Sports tab on newsforjacks.com. For Mark Brunell, I'm Cole Pepper. I'm going to go find some lighter fluid. I'll talk to you next time right here on Teal the Podcast.